Welcome to Susquehanna Valley Church Podcast. My name is Matt Saxon, and I'm here as head pastor. And uh, we are here to help you think about stuff you need to think about, talk about stuff you need to talk about. I've got with me today our very special student ministry director, Connor Mays. Hey, everybody. Um, we're so glad you guys were able to tune in to our podcast. Um, we just started our podcast last last week, two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, if you did not have a chance to look at that or, or listen to that, actually, uh, go ahead. Um, we're on Spotify. Um, you guys can uh, listen to that. We talked about a little bit about the prodigal son Um and yeah, just had a fun conversation. Yeah, good times there. So, so question: How are you doing today, dude? I'm mopey. You're mopey. You, yeah. Like you know, you know Eeyore from Eeyore. Yeah, from Winnie the Pooh. That's yeah. me today. You have Eeyore syndrome. Yeah, totally. Okay. Like, like the doctor told me. See, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, the doctor told you that's okay. You might want to find a new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Properly, like three. Eeyore. Eeyore syndrome's a real thing. Okay, Matt. I think your doctor's four years old. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we uh, we can easily fall into sort of this kind of like what we'll call it blah life or, you know, mopiness, whatever you want to say. So I'm curious, like what tends to be like a time that, that you get stuck in that? Because we need to talk about that stuff we need to think about, stuff we need to talk about. Why is that for you? When is that for you? Usually it's, you know, there's so many different uh, times that it happens, but it's usually after like something exciting happens, like... Um, whether it's going to like a concert, hanging out with friends and stuff like that. And then it's like the afterwards, like, oh, I'm not with my friends anymore. Or okay. the adrenaline is down. So like, of Kinda course. Come off the mountain. Oh, so yeah. Post-Christmas. Yeah. It's big time depression. Definitely. I think everybody feels sure, that way. Sure, sure. So my my uh, mopiness, this is, good. this is like an out-of-the-box out one, but I was thinking about this, and this is like the classic one for me. Uh, mine tends to be at the beginning of vacation. Really? Really. Absolutely. Um, and so, like, I was thinking about that, and, and here's why. Because, like, everything's rushed and uh, typically mm. got some kids who aren't uh, aren't helping the situation. <laughs> um, and we just recently threw a dog into the mix, so that doesn't help. And really, it's just nothing's going according to my schedule and I see all the things that, like, should be happening that aren't happening. Oh, yeah. And it just, it's like, usually it takes the whole car ride there for me to get out of mopiness. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're going we're gonna to call it moping. You might have a different word for it, complaining, grumbling mood. I don't mm. know. Maybe, yeah, whatever, whatever you call it. Uh, you can call it Eeyore syndrome. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares. Nothing goes right. Where you're just stuck in a bad mood, mm-hmm. right? So for you, like, when you get stuck in a bad mood, Scale one to ten. What do you give yourself, dude? I I I get pretty hard on myself, so I would I would go probably all the way to like anywhere between eight and ten. Um, you know, some some of us uh, who are like me, some of you are who are like me. Um, when you're in that mopey movement, everything's the worst. Right. Oh, dude, this this you know. Why does this always happen to me? And you think about the absolute worst thing, and you think about the bad things in your life, and that's what you dial into, and you become kind of a, a negative person. 
Uh, negative Nancy. A negative say? Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel bad for anybody who's named Nancy and listening, but yeah, maybe if you weren't so negative, that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, Nancy, so. we love you, whoever, wherever you are. Yes, you need this podcast. <laughs> you need this. Uh, so yeah, for me, like I'm, I can be an incredibly stubborn person. Now that can be a good thing if you're stubborn in the right ways. We call it conviction, and it's good. Um, but if you're stubborn in the bad ways, that that's no, that's not helping you at all. And for me, like, I can just get stuck in that stubborn, that, that mopiness. And w- what I tend to do is I just, like, blame everybody else. It's everybody else's fault. So I get here. But the problem is then I almost expect everybody else to get me out of it. Mm. And that, that just doesn't work. That's, where I, that's when, like, mopiness isn't part at the beginning of the vacation. Mopiness is the vocation, vacation. And I'm just stuck there uh, consistently. So then... The question is, how do we? What do we do about this mopiness? Um, yes. What What does that look like for us? Because, as as believers or people who are just interested in the faith, um, this is something that you know, especially in our generation right now, uh, we we see a lot of this um, depression, anxiety, or through the roof. Right. Um, and uh, so, Matt, what should we do about our mopiness? Yeah, definitely. So, so big thing for us is. Uh, we don't want to give artificial answers. We're not just going to tell you to act differently. Mm. That's like worst case scenario because you're going to fall into instead of a, a situational uh, mopiness, you're just it's going to be a cycle of mopiness that's going to continue. So we don't want cycles. We want situations that we can fix. Um, so we don't want to show you how to act differently. We want to show you how to feel differently. So for me, I go to Psalm 46. Uh, it's a passage that that I think has uh, really connected with me a number of times in this. The whole deal with Psalm 46 is it's bringing this perspective of God's, we'll call it God's kingship over the whole earth. Mm-hmm. And so really it's written, Psalm 46 is written as if you're watching kind of a battle on the, the battlefield and God's winning. You're watching your favorite team and it's going great. They're winning. You know, it's the Patriots and they're up 49 to nothing at the Boo. half. But I'm just giving real life examples here. <laughs> okay, um, not boo to God, boo to Patriots. That's well, we shouldn't do either. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this Psalm 46 is a big profession of faith, and I think that's the that's really you know each of these three keys are going to be having a lot to deal with with faith at the end of the day because faith is going to when you're moping, you're seeing what's actually in front of you, right? Faith is seeing what's beyond it. What's bigger than it? So Psalm 46, you want to read one and two for us there? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. So Psalm 46, one through two, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Yeah, I love this because he's saying, hey, hypothetical scenario, everything might, might fall apart in life. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change something. It doesn't change what's true of God. Yep. Right. So what what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at three things that are that are really true of God that become keys to us in our mopiness. And the first one is because I don't know about you, but when I'm mopey, I tend to think about one person, and it's it's never anybody other than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. It's all about me and getting myself out of the situation. I know. And I've heard many people say this before, like, I, I got to deal with my own stuff before it can help you. Yeah. 
right? Right, right, right. And I got to take care of my baggage Mm -hmm. or my family or my situation before I can even think about helping somebody else out because how could I possibly help anybody else out? Um, Yeah. And so we we tend to just be so inwardly focused um, and it can it can be a detriment to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I know like there there is a very clear parallel between me, 38 years old, moping on vacation, you know, because I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't go. We're not leaving the time that I wanted. You know, a kid threw up in the backseat of the car as we're pulling out of the driveway. That actually happened. It, it literally did happen. Um, but so there's a direct parallel between me at 38 years old and me when I was four years old and I didn't get what I wanted for dinner. Mm. Like if you would play those two videos simultaneously, you'd be like, that's the same exact guy. Oh, yeah. The four year old comes out of us when we don't get what we want. It really absolutely does. So, And, and it's because we're totally focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So in mopiness, here's the first key. You've got to recognize that God's at least doing something with others. May not be doing what you want him to do in your life right now for you, but he's at least doing something somewhere in the life of other people who are following after God, and that's worth us being excited about. Yeah, I think, you know, when we think of the the Christian life, um, and and we're not assuming that everybody listening to this podcast is a believer. Sure. Um, or anybody that does come to Susquehanna Valley Church. Um, and so we don't want this this to be an innerly focused um, thought process. We want this to be um, us focusing on other people and other people's needs. Um, one of the things I know for me, I've, I've noticed for myself is, you know, I want to be a living sacrifice for Christ. Right. Um, I want I want to do these things. And, and sometimes um, I, I recognize like, it's not, it's not about me. Um, when I read the Bible, man, it's not God speaking directly to me about how my day can be better. It's ultimately about him. Yeah. You know, the two greatest commandments are, are love God with all your heart yep. and love your neighbor. Exactly. Exactly. And so none of, neither of those is love yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. You have a paradigm shift yeah. within Christianity where you're going, okay, it's not me. Number one, it's God's number one. And then other people, and then I'm going to, the, you know, then I'll appreciate and love myself at that point um, after I've, I've taken care of greater priorities. And, uh, you know, the perfect example for this, and we referenced this in the message uh, this past week, which you can check out online at SusquehannaValley.Church. Uh, we messaged that Paul, or we, we talked about Paul being an example of this while he's in jail. And so nobody wants to be in jail. That's like, that's mopiness capital of the world. Okay. And you like have every right to be mopey. Yeah, absolutely. But he, he, like, he's literally writing like psalms of praise in jail. Mm -hmm. And he's excited because other people are coming to faith to know Jesus Christ because that's, that's such good news that it overwhelms his mopey situation. And so that, that to me is a huge thing for us to recognize that God is at least doing something in someone else. And so if you want to be good at that, if you're just like, um, I'm not very good at that, I don't naturally recognize God doing something in other people, let me give you a couple, couple of j- just uh, habits to develop for yourself. Uh, the first one is this, that you would just pay attention to people. Just pay attention to them because we're not necessarily good at noticing them to see, huh, who is that person and what is God doing in them? Mm-hmm. You know, w- one of the people that I love to pay attention to is we, we partner with in Nepali Church where they use our, our facilities here. 
Uh, and we, their, their pastor, Perna, just an incredible guy. Uh, when he interacts with us and our staff here at Susquehanna Valley, he tends to be a little bit quiet. He's a little subconscious or self-conscious about his, his English speaking abilities. And he's just quiet, but I always feel like I just, I want to hear what God's doing in his life or what mm-hmm. God's teaching him. I want to listen well, learn his story. Um, and, and I want to notice what God's doing in their life. And so like, I need to recognize that. Yes. And if that means I got I, literally, if I've got to write that down, like, oh man, I just see God is really um, just showing me how compassionate of a person Perna is and the way he cares for those who are in his family. Like, man, maybe that's a lesson I even write down to remind myself. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think there's a reason why in the book of James, uh, James tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah, that's not always easy. No, like never. But I think it's so, so important. And it can really change your perspective because I know many of us have thoughts, have ideas, want our voice to be heard. Um, you can just just go on social media. Everybody yeah. wants their voice to be heard. Sure. Um, everybody likes to share their opinion. But how many times do we sit down to listen to somebody else? Absolutely. Even, even if they don't, you know, necessarily match up with our morals or our beliefs, um, Man, there's power in silence and just listening. Um, I know some of us out here are like, man, I just want somebody to listen to me. Yeah. To to vent to. Like, I don't need the the issue to be solved. Like, I right. know for for my marriage, um, me and my wife have that uh you get five minutes rule. Like when we're having a hard day, I'm gonna be silent for five minutes. I'm gonna let you talk, yell at me, That's cry, cool. yeah, um, whatever it is. But I think there is beauty in in that silence, and that's that's a really hard thing to do. But man, that's a simple thing to do to just just listen. It's really respectful, and you do you learn so much. I remember when I transferred into a, a different college, and I was there for the first semester. Went away on a retreat with one of the classes, and so like literally nobody was nobody was befriending me. Um, and I would also say I was not befriending anybody else either. But I didn't recognize that at the time mm-hmm. because I was moping and I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about other people. I was thinking about me. I was having my little Eeyore party on the side of the, the retreat. And one of the things that the speaker challenged us to do was to really take some time with God and connect and just ask him to teach you. And I remember in that time of prayer with God coming away from it saying, Matt, maybe you don't need everybody to necessarily be your friend right now, but maybe you just need to learn something from every one of them. And so I journaled. Um, I just would write the person's name, uh, and I wrote like 26 names down. And my goal was to learn something about every single person on that trip. Not to learn something about them, but more learn something from them. Like, what can God teach me from that person? It was a very powerful time. And so that's that's the, the first habit. We want you to pay attention to people. Second one is we, we want you to ask God to do things for them. Mm, like that, That's a really hard one. <laughs> yeah, but... But we, you know, our prayer life is often focused on us. We talked about this in the message as well. But what does it look like for us to pray and ask God to do big things in the life of other people in our lives? Yeah, I, you know, I think of Jesus saying, ask, seek, knock, you know, like we we need to ask God to do big things. Um, And one of our core values here is we expect God to do great things because he always has. Yeah. Yeah. but that's not just about in our own lives. 
No, it's not. And, and you know, how cool would it be if we had a church where everybody was praying for God to do big things for the person next to them? Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. I think, you know, when we turn our prayer away from ourselves, there's there's um, there's something incredible that happens. And God recognizes the, the humility in that. Um, because, again, like I said, it's 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 not all about us. It's not all about me, Connor or you, Matt. It's it's about us. Um loving others and paying attention to what's going on in others' lives. And, you know, if we if we follow the first point, paying attention to what's going on in people's lives, oh my gosh, man, not even not even just the good stuff, but the hard stuff. And we listen and we pay attention. We can actually know the things to pray about. Because yeah. I, you know, being in student ministry, I have kids saying, well, I don't know what to pray about. What do I say? <laughs> well, yeah. my grandma's sick. You know, like, it's the typical, I I have an exam tomorrow. But, man, if we just sit down and listen, man, we'll find things that we can we can actually pray for. Um, and, you know, that's a habit that I got into in college of praying for everybody else. You know, yeah. my, my first prayer is usually um, somehow glorifying God, praising him for a characteristic of his, um, whether it's his sovereignty, whether if it's mercy or um, an action that he did, like going to the cross. Um, but the other side of my prayers are for other people. And sometimes yeah. I don't even, I, like, you know, it might be like right before bed and I fall asleep before I even get to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, and think about what happens here then. So if we're, if we're talking about getting out of mopiness and we say mopiness is really we become very self-focused on what we're not getting, not experiencing. And, you know, how do we get out of that? Well, well the first one is we're simply saying don't think about yourself. Mm. You know, pay attention to what God's doing in somebody else's life. Ask God to do things for them. And just by default, we're starting to correct that cycle, that ongoing situation of mopiness by getting you to take your thoughts to someone else. Yeah, on a real, real simple note, I mean, how amazing God is. And, and the amazing work that he is doing. I mean, we, I hear it so much. Oh, our world is, is so corrupt. This generation is so corrupt. You know, all, all these things. You just look on the news and you, mm -hmm. you can find mopiness anywhere. Yeah. You can find mopiness anywhere. I get anywhere. mopey when I read the news. Oh, my gosh. Or just hopping on Instagram or Facebook, uh, especially during, you know, seasons of, of turmoil in our country um, or even during, you know, uh, times of voting, you know, you just see, you see mopiness, but our God is doing such amazing things around the world. You see, um, in Europe right now, we're seeing a revival of the gospel. We're, we're seeing people, um, being saved daily. Um, yeah. just think about what's going on in our community. You know, we've, we've been able to partner with the elementary school that is, you know, pretty, pretty underfunded. Would you say, Matt? And yeah, I, I think that's the kind of the tragedy of that that school right now is they're, they're not as well off as some of the other schools. in a hundred percent. But we have been able to partner with them, almost like adopt them in, into our, into our family. Um, yep. and you know, we were able to serve at one of their events and just to see the, the joy on these kids faces uh, with the, the stuff that we were able to bring. We brought like cotton candy machines. We brought a game over that the kids absolutely loved. And it's just those little things to see, Man, if we focus on other people and what God is doing, exactly. you can find something. You can find amazing things that right. God is doing.
Right, exactly. And that's, that's you know, again, part, part of what we're thinking here is to take your thoughts away from, away from yourself and away from whatever has caused the mopiness and saying, how can I even serve? How can I serve someone? Mm. And how can I love them? And, the, you know, the reason that you do that, if we come back to Psalm 46, then Psalm 46 is painting this picture of while the world might be kind of like, you know, in great turmoil, you are on, we'll call it, you are on base. Mm. And I, my kids play tag all the time. And so do we, but <laughs> yeah, we have staff tag hour. <laughs> yeah, um, I cheat regularly and I get called. He does yeah, uh, but but when my kids play tag, they uh, the base base starts at one particular spot, and then like as they're tired or they're frustrated, base just tends to reinvent itself wherever they are. It turned in from the tree to the water fountain. Right. It was the tree. Then, then you know, the water fountain became base, and the, then the rock became base. And like, there's like ten bases, and it's just wherever they are. Um, but what I love about that thought is that's really exactly what Psalm 46 presents. That base is wherever you are, because God is wherever you are. And, and I think really within that mopiness, we want something to rest in. As something, you know, other than that, that situation. And, and what we need to rest in is God and his love for us and his care for us that is there for us from the moment that we believe. We don't have to earn this. That's, that's the message that we preach from the Bible that God didn't say, hey, you can earn my favor um, and I'll let you come to heaven if you do good things. That's not at all what scripture teaches. Jesus came. He, he paid the penalty for our sin on the cross so that we can be with him forever uh, in heaven when we die, and on earth, we're on base forever with him. And so Psalm, Psalm 46 and verse 4, it compares, so like verse 3 is saying that the world might be like a raging, foaming, crazy river. And verse 4 comes along, and verse 4 is just like, there's a river whose streams makes glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells, where God's presence is just compared to this peaceful, flowing river. If you think about that, if you think of like the raging flood that you might see on the news compared to the calm, flowing, gentle river, God wants us to know that his presence to us is like that, not like the raging, flowing river. Yeah, 100%. So we have one more um, point on uh, three things that we can acknowledge God's work in others. Um, and this is actually my favorite one right here. Um, okay. Make your investment in them or make it your own investment in others. Um, and I, I really attribute this to um, something I was taught again in college of this idea of a piggy bank. Yeah. You can't take anything out of a piggy bank if you haven't put anything in it. To, I think we all had one as a kid. I know I, I had a football piggy bank. Mine was actually, this is going to shock you, was a pig. Piggy bank. I, I believe you. Yeah, the overalls and a little felt hat. You are so Lancaster. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. it's not never, even funny. Yeah, little farmer pig piggy bank. <laughs> um, so I miss him. You, you <laughs> I want, I want that back. You, I'm gonna, I bet you, I can find one on eBay. I'm, sh I'm show sh notes. Amazon. We're gonna provide a link <laughs> to farmer pig piggy bank. We so should have can, a contest. To you see can if buy anybody. Connor and Matt one. Yes, so. I like that. So whatever you imagine your piggy bank as. Um, Think of relationships as that, um, and not don't think of them as objectives. But man, 
we have to invest in people before we can take out. And I'm not even talking about, you know, asking favors, but I'm talking about investing in relationships so that you can help that person with the, the intent of loving that person. So here's what I mean by that. An example would be um, I'm discipling a student right now in my ministry, and, you know, I've been investing in him, asking him what are his dreams, what are his goals, what, you know, asking about him, talking about, you know, what are his interests, what is he going through. And so I've invested, I've put quarters in the piggy bank. And then now, the other day, I had a really hard conversation with him right. um, about, hey, man, th- this is some some things you've had issues with, um, some struggles with, um, and I can take that, some of those quarters sure. out, if that right. makes sense. So that is a, it's a huge, again, shift in in our focus of i'm not worried about what i can get from this relationship but what exactly. i can do for this person right right absolutely yeah because at the end of the day it's not all about us yep it's not all about us yep. and then, and another reason i really like this um I, I think it was matt chandler who said this um he's a pastor um and and an author wrote many books um but he talks about how it's really hard to hate someone up close hmm. and this idea yeah, of we can hate them in a conversation around the corner. Oh the yeah. Or from a distance or from, from our, you know, phones or desktop yeah, or even in just our head at night. Yep. Um, but grace abounds when we get to know somebody in their story. Right, right. Oh my gosh. I cannot tell you. And, and I'm just as guilty. How many people I'm like, that dude is, He's something else, like, where I just totally, totally judge him. Yeah, Matt was that person. Oh. Sorry, I'm confessing. Um, and, and I just, on, on arrival of that person in my life, like, I, was, I, I did not like them. And yeah. for no other reason of because I was prideful and I'm, I'm a sinful person. Um, but when I get to know them and know their story, right. man, it, it can be so eye-opening and, and, and relationships can be built um, again, because it's it's not about me or or my thoughts, but it's that person sharing their story and what they've gone through, and and I really feel like, man, if we can take something from that, is that grace can abound from from those conversations, from just listening to those people. Yeah, absolutely. So we get to be gracious to others because at the end of the day, God's gracious to us. And I think it's just so key for us to remember that God, even though our circumstances have changed, God is still God. He hasn't ceased to be God in that moment. Psalm 4610, uh, you know, kind of wraps up that whole chapter there. It says, uh, God says, stop your striving and recognize that I am God. I will be exalted over the nations and I will be exalted over the earth. And so there's that reminder for him to say to us hey, you've forgotten a fundamental reality here that I haven't ceased to be God in this moment. That what you're experiencing, what you're experiencing hasn't taken me off the throne. You know, I'm, I'm not lacking anything. In the middle of what you're, what you're going through, I'm still God. And so, like, for me, I find I need to really ask myself one question when I'm in the middle of my moping. Just one question will really recenter my heart through it all, and it's this, um, did God stop being God? Because if I, if I 
if he has, then first of all, I've got some major issues, uh, and uh, we've got some problems there at that point. But did God stop being God? Because if he is continuing, if he still is God, then we walk down this trail where we realize that all he's done in the past is still relevant. All he does in the future still remains. And whatever he's trying to do right now to teach me and guide me and grow me right now is is a reality. He's still God. He hasn't gone to sleep on me. Yeah, I think um, something that we tend to forget is that suffering is a is actually a beautiful thing. Uh, we actually talked about this a couple weeks about it, the, it shapes. Yeah, yeah, but you use the term I think refining. Yeah, or polishing. Polishing. Yeah, and this idea of that suffering, man, that that prepares us, and and God is doing a work in us, and moping can fade. Uh, when we recognize that God is still God, and even in the midst of suffering, that He is still a loving and gracious God. Yeah. And what was what was your verse that you had that you you like you go to to remind yourself of that? So I uh, I have a couple. Um, one of them is Romans five three uh, five three through four. Excuse me. Um, but only so we glory in our sufferings, because suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Um, but even you know, as we're talking about moping, I think of this verse in Philippians telling us, Paul's telling the, the church of Philippi, stop grumbling. Yeah. <laughs> stop yeah. stop moping, people. Like, yeah, get to work. What are you doing? It reminds me of, like, when, you know, my kids are, like, at Hershey Park, and the line takes, like, a minute longer than they want, and, and they're moping. I'm like, you, you guys realize you're at a, at a park that only exists for you to have a good time. Mm. Like maybe maybe you should broaden your perspective and realize that it's not nearly as bad as you think. And even if it is really bad, it hasn't taken God off the throne. Hundred percent. And and even going back to the Romans verse, um, there's hope. Like, not a lot of people can say that. Like, it it seems like when we're in the midst of moping, that's it. This yeah. this is life, man. But when we have our faith in Christ. And we know God is still God. Yeah, there is hope on the other side of moping. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's that's where we want you to be—the other side of moping. We're going to fall into it. You're going to get into it, right? We're not naturally going to avoid moping the rest of our lives. But but like I said, you know, we want to help you think about stuff you need to think about, talk about stuff you need to talk about. So so let's kind of get to a point where we give you a plan here. All right. So here's the plan. You gotta make a plan. You gotta stop moping. Yeah, well, and and really, it's what is your course to get out of mopiness? So you know, like you're you're gonna be able to recognize it, and when you recognize it, we want you to have kind of a game plan already in advance. So like, what what is your game plan? Is it gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna list off two or three things that God's doing in someone else? If it's I'm gonna pray to God and ask Him, you know, to just re- refresh my soul and bring me back to the place where I realize that He's still God. That, that base is wherever he is. Um, we want you to chart a course that's going to get you out of mopiness. Your course might be different than mine, right? Whatever you need in that moment, um, and for you to say, I'm going to get out of this by following God, by putting my heart on him, and really by beginning to, uh, we're going to say real simple, and you're gonna, this is like the cliche answer, we just want you to love people. Yeah, we, when when you're there, you're thinking about loving yourself. Set a course to get from the pl- place where you've been focused on yourself to the place where you're loving people. And so, First Corinthians thirteen: love is patient, love is kind, love is 
Uh, it, it doesn't envy. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. And, and love at that point is not theoretical love, like when you're mopey and you should just think about loving somebody else. No, practically love someone else in that moment. I was reading a book uh, the other day uh, called Preparing for Heaven, and it's, it's written by Gary Black, and he's writing about uh, his experience with a great theologian named Dallas Willard right before Dallas Willard uh, passes away. And, and so he's just reflecting on learning from the theological giant in the, in the waning days of his life, just a tremendous book. But as Gary Black uh, writes that book, he reflects on how loving he was to Dallas Willard as, as he's passing away. And Gary Black, you know, what's interesting, he's losing a close friend. He's not just losing somebody who was a professor. He's losing a very close friend. And he makes a statement. And he says, I now realize that for a few short months, I had the opportunity to treat Dallas the way I should treat everyone all the time. I had the opportunity to treat Dallas the way I should treat everyone all the time. What if that was our path in mopiness? I'm going to treat people the way that I should treat them all the time. That I'm not going to let the, the raging storms of life throw me off base. Uh, I'm going to focus on what it actually means for me to love people in that season. Yeah, so as we wrap up uh, this podcast, thank you so much for uh, listening. We appreciate it. Um, if you want to have more conversation about it, uh, first of all, we are more than welcome, uh, welcoming to any, any emails or anything like that. So you can go to our website, um, uh, Susquehanna, what is it? Susquehanna dot Susquehanna Valley dot church. See, I still don't know this and I work here. I need to get that figured out. Um, but you can find our emails there. Um, but here's some questions to leave you with, whether you're a community group here at uh, Susquehanna Valley Church or you're in the car with your spouse, a friend, um, or your kids. Here are some things to maybe uh, think about. So our first question is, what's the situation of your mopiness? Yeah, is it vacation? Is it the day after Christmas or, you know, um, just a long week at work? What, what is it? Yeah, help, help each other recognize where, where it is. The next one is what passage of scripture speaks to you the most in the, that moment? Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you're new to if you're new to the Bible and you're new to all this stuff, man, go on BibleGateway.com and uh, type in Psalm 46 and check it out and, and uh, let that be something that maybe speaks to you in that time. And the last one is what's a loving thing you can do for someone else the next time you're mopey? Yeah, you're going to chart your course. Yep. What are you going to do? Is it going to be you're going to call a friend and ask them how they're doing? Uh, you're going to you know pray for somebody who's in need. You're going to be generous to someone who's in need. What's your loving action that you're going to do? Thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope you guys uh, have a great week, and we'll see you guys next time. Yep. If you're mopey, we love you, and we want you out of it. <laughs> all right. See you guys.